It's now time for the Main Event Sports Show with your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and produced by Jerry Hazard. The Main Event Sports Show is brought to you by Verizon Wireless, Lavish Life Hair Boutique, The Peer Group. You can follow the Main Event Sports Show at MainEventSports101.com. You can also follow the Main Event Sports Show on Twitter at MeSports. And you can also download the Main Event Sports Show app. Just go to your favorite app store and search Main Event Sports Radio. It's now time for the Main Event. You know what? I'm tired of the snow. Snow in April. Well, it's bad enough it was late March. But now I'm talking about snowstorms in April, dude, I, I can't deal with it. I'm tired of it. This is ridiculous. 80 degrees next weekend, right in time for the spring game. I mean, it's all good. I can't, it is all good. I'm I excited. We got a, a big show. I mean, a huge, huge show today. Huge show. Which is stupendous, spectacular. Which is going to lead right into our Monday show. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Maybe it's TV Live. That's right. At 1201 South 1st Street, the Old Louisville Pizza Pub. We're going to be there live. Man, we got like a show lined up for you Monday. Because Monday is when you're going to find out where you can meet Amanda Holyfield. Hmm. The real deal. He's coming in town Thursday. But if you come to our show Monday night, 1201 South 1st Street, we're going to release where you can meet Evander Holyfield. Hey, but I'm telling you right now, get in early because last Monday, it was packed. It was off the chain. It was absolutely ridiculous last Monday. It was packed. People was playing pool. They was eating chicken wings. Pizza was flying all over the place. Haven almost got a pepperoni in the eye. It was crazy. You know what I'm it was absolutely amazing. So, yeah, we appreciate everything that the folks down at Old Lady Pizza Pub are doing for the Native Sports Show. Uh, and it's been amazing. It's been outstanding. So, make sure you get there early. I'm telling you, you want to get there early because we have a show for you, man. This show's going to be all about, of course, football. Yeah. Because you have the spring man. practice. That's you know, right. The spring practices with you and UK and the spring practices. We're going to talk a little boxing with Conor McGregor, getting mad, throwing down with trying to take on folks. Don't even get me started on that. We're going we're gonna to get on that. You know, later in the show today, I may have a live report. If uh, if everything works out right, I have a live report from WrestleMania in New Orleans. Mm, I like it. So, you know, got some people on there with WrestleMania. So got that to talk about. And Monday, we're also going to talk about sports and race. Like, Uh-oh. like, what's up with like how black quarterbacks are treated? Uh-oh. In the NFL, in the draft process. Why are they still hating on Colin Kaepernick? He got a job yet? He's, no, but RG3 got a job. Who? RG Bob. Bob got a job? Bob. Bob hasn't played football like 13 years. Has a job with the Baltimore Ravens. So we're talking about Black Monday. There's so much to cover Monday. I'm excited. You should be excited. Definitely sure. But right now, this Saturday, 
Man, we got a cast full, a studio full of folks. Hey, uh, and first of all, I just want to congratulate the Villanova Wildcats for getting it done. Jalen Brunson, the national player of the year, goes on, wins the national championship. As Jerry predicted. He's absolutely, the Villanova Wildcats. Destroyed. Impressive. Destroyed. Yes. They destroyed everybody. They won, they won every game in the tournament by averaging 17 points per game. Like, it wasn't just winning. They beat down everybody. And they did without Brunson. That's crazy. Without without Brunson. I mean, it, I, I just, it was a, it was an amazing show. Uh, once again, you had a team of upperclassmen. Get it done. All you one and done people. You know, I'm looking at you, Jack Halpern. I'm looking at you, Coach K. You're still not winning. Andrew Davis did it once. You know what I'm saying? You had Okafor and the crew do it once, but that's two times in what? No. How, how, what, what are those going on, what, 10, 12 years now? But technically, that Kentucky team wasn't a one-and-done Well, team. I mean, it was, it was a team that was built around one-and-done stars, but yes, you did have Darius Miller. He was a senior, but, you know, let's ignore no, that. Two. You had uh, Terrence Jones and Deron Lamb, who also were returning guys, only because the NBA was in strike at the time, but we won't get into that. Well, because those guys, did. it wasn't because of Anthony Davis yes, and Michael Gilchrist they won the championship. Oh, yeah. It was Lamb. Lamb and Jones. Lamb and Jones. And Lamb and Lamb. Yeah, that's why they won. That's why I mean, I, but, we, but we're not going to get into that because, you know, we always, we understand, like, the only true one-and-done teams to almost win championships are um, five. Michigan Wolverines and Greg Oden and company when they made it to the finals with Ohio State and they lost to Florida. Those are the only two one-and-done like complete one and done teams that almost won championships. So literally, it's still never been done. They've gotten close. Duke's gonna try to do it next year because this group they got coming in next year is real. With, with Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, that crew is gonna be ridiculous. Like if you guys did not get to watch them in the McDonald's All American game, I know Jordan Bay Classic is coming up as well. Um, Andre Barrett's the real deal. Like he could be something special. There's a lot of good young talented players coming in. King James. You know, I know he's he's dunking on people and you know, screaming right back. now. The, the, the brothers, the brothers' days is numbered because you got guys like Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell coming through the league. You got Joel Embiid. You have Jason Tatum. The next generation coming up Stop. is here, and they ain't waiting. Like they, they are not waiting. Like King James, I don't even know if King James is gonna get there this year, but we'll get into our poll talk later. But there's just so much going on. I just wanted to shout out Jay White and the Wildcats for getting it done. Uh, now, officially, you know what I'm saying? The Chris Mack era begins in Louisville. We can start moving forward instead of looking backwards. We ain't got to worry about some people going on the radio still trying to get people fired because at the end of the day, it's all done. Congratulations, University of Louisville, on finding a new president. A new athletic director, a new basketball coach. Can, can, can you say the president's name? Something about a booty. Lili <laughs> <laughs> Bindaputi. Close enough. Lili Bindaputi is the new president of the University of Louisville, so welcome you, Lili. You know what I'm saying? You're the Kansas University, the program. Yeah, Pro University of Kansas, so, you know, big shout out to them. It's a lot of change, but it's all good change. And now, you know, we, uh, you see it's the, a derby time. Know, it's it's awesome. For no reason. Now, speaking of derby time. Yes. Speaking of Derby time, uh -oh. Friday, uh -oh. the 13th, oh, Lord. we're going to be at Millionaire's Row with Down Syndrome of Louisville. Everybody knows how the main event does at Derby time. Hey, man, look, it's on a goes down. It's on a popping this year. This year, I, I mean, it's every year, but we try to take it to a whole different level. We Are we kicking it off with Millionaire's Row? We'll be everywhere this year. Oh, my goodness. Erica Badu's coming to DJ for the Good Timers Party. We'll be there. 
We're gonna be at the Brownsville Bar. We're gonna be everywhere. Get Palmer. It's gonna be going down with them. I'm saying we're gonna be all over the place. The Phillies and Stallions. The Phillies and the Stallions, Jay Hans. I know that's, that's, one of, that's one of the biggest gators of all time. Uh-oh. I say that. But hey, Rashawn, we got a big show. We're going to get straight to it real quick. We're going to get into talking about uh, the coach, uh, Miss Nicole. She's here, and I was telling her that I had a whole bag of candy, a little <laughs> debris on the side, and I was trying to, I hid it from her. So I just talk about me. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? Doing great. Talk a little bit about your business. Oh, well, you know, you know, I've chatted. We got a chance to speak last week. I've been focusing on life coaching. I've been a personal trainer and fitness instructor, speaker since about 2001. I've been active in fitness pretty much all my life. And so I work with everyone in fitness. I've found that it's always a little deeper than I just want to lose weight. It's like, why can't you lose weight? And so I moved and kind of transitioned into uh, having a life coaching approach to health and fitness. So I've been doing that now. strong this year but off and on for the past few years so now i'm just really moving headstrong with that nice nice so um if folks wanted to kind of check out what you do see some of the things that you offer yeah. uh, in terms of uh, i'm not sure exactly when you say life yeah. coach what i want to tell so yeah. and first of all i want to know what does that entail and second yeah. of all how can people get involved thank you for asking because most people don't know what it is it's a big word and they hear life and they hear coach and they don't know what it is ultimately a life coach is a person that helps keep you accountable digs just a little bit deeper than the surface of what you want to do but why you want to do it and why you have or have not been successful so the coach asks questions the coach allows you to really guide yourself to the answers but it's just it's that next level that objective person you know you can talk to your family members and they go that's a great idea yeah you can do it and i believe in you and they don't ask the hard questions why do you keep gaining the weight back why are you in debt why did you lose your house? Like, mm, they say, is it because you went to all the derby parties? Well, <laughs> well, 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 He's a double that. That's real, though. That's real. Yeah, so as a life coach, I just found, well, as a trainer, personal trainer, I found that when I was starting a session with somebody, you're literally walking through their day-to-day what they could do, challenges they're dealing with at home, et cetera. And it kind of just creates a cycle that if you can help them identify it, can help them break it, or at least accept it and get an idea of why they're stuck or when they're successful, why they were successful. So that's mm. what my focus is. And I work uh, with all ages. I mean, I want to focus on adults because we're the most stuck. The kids are still dreaming and having Set my ways a little bit. Exactly. So I just, you know, I see adults our age and older and even younger people, I don't like excuses. So I want to get people to stop making those excuses and really live their life and stop hiding their candy under the table <laughs> when people walk in the room. So um, ultimately, you know, that's what a coach does, um, so, and that's so what I'm striving to do. So, Mr. Nicole, what can you do with Haven on his current all his weight? How can you make it possible? <laughs> 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 you should deal with your pro- projecting onto Haven. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, ultimately, it depends on the person. Um, you know, everyone has a healthy weight um, mm-hmm. for their height. Um, there are issues that people may have that are genetic, you know, have pr- genetic predispos- predispositions, or is that right, predispositions? There you go. word. Um, to um, diabetes, cholesterol, heart disease, things like that. Culturally, we have things that, you know, we um, can try to avoid and prevent. And so just being able to identify what some of those things are with people. But ultimately... People just need to be more active, you know, eat healthier, 
kind of take away all that extra um, stress. And so even with other things in life, take away those extra stress. So, Jay Food, that means no more pig's feet. <laughs> no more fried chicken. <laughs> no more hog moths. No uh, more candy under the table. No more candy under the table. Don't be trying to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> and none of your four cheese macaroni. Whoa. Oh. With the bacon and sour yes. cream on top. Yes. Okay, yes. so here's the thing about that. <laughs> so, like, for instance, like you said we got a room full, and I'm sure the gentleman talked about it too, but when you get to a place where you are healthy or fit, you can begin to have those little things here and there. But when you're trying to get healthy, you yes. cannot have them. And I think that's what confuses people, because they'll watch me eat, and then they'll get confused. Mm. Because they'll say, I didn't think you ate those things. Well, I don't eat those things all the time. So the mac and cheese you just mentioned, that's, that's something that somebody might bring out. It's going to be hard to pass up. However, if I'm in a position where I'm training for something or, you know, trying to prepare for mm. something, I got to make decisions based on that. But when I get to where I want to be, I'm able to then become a little more, like, aware and have moderation and make decisions on when I'm going to do stuff. Mm. But a lot of people just don't understand that when you're trying to get somewhere, you do have to stop and replace it with good things arugula. until you get there. Oh. And, I mean, you can apply that to all areas. <laughs> he said arugula. I don't, yeah. Oh, I don't need arugula. But, I mean, <laughs> you can apply that to all areas of your life. So, you know, again, with debt and everything, you know, you want to go and spend your money, well, I'm going to have a good time, or we're going on vacation, I'm going to spend all my money. But if you're trying to buy a house, if you're trying to send your kids to school or college, you know, there's things that you're going to have to say no to until you accomplish that. Mm -hmm. So it's just, again, allowing people to realize it's not all or nothing. It's both and. You can actually figure out how to make it work. So the coach helps you figure that out. Now, uh, I, I will let you know that, uh, you know, I, I did the, the biggest loser thing uh, at work. Yeah. Um, I dropped about 70 pounds oh, nice. uh, during my weight loss efforts. Yeah. Um, and for me, it seemed like what I came across with a lot of folks is that when I, w I would get to a spot and then I would stop. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think it's one of the things that you come across this. And I just want to ask you, just is it that people try to do too much too early or they try to go in that big crash and then they can't keep up with it? Because that, that was my big thing was just mm -hmm. keeping that motivation to keep Absolutely. going. People usually try to do too much too fast. That's why um, resolutions don't work. Um, because people try to lose everything that they gained in the past 10 years the first month of one year. Yeah. So that's not realistic. But yeah, people try to do too much and then they compare. So people used to say even to me as an instructor, oh, I want to look like you, I want to do what you do. I said, you can't. But they thought I was being vain. I'm like, I teach six classes a week. I do this, I do this, I do this. I do this. That's not normal for a normal person, right? right. So then even now, I don't do that. So I have to pay attention to the fact that I don't teach that many classes. I'm not that active. I have to start to pay attention to what I can and can't do. So if I try to jump back and start teaching six classes starting tomorrow, I've stopped by oh. Friday. <laughs> That's my yeah. so, so ultimately, you, know, you have to um, be realistic. You have to start where you are, take baby steps so that you can actually be successful and keep going versus going really, really hard and burn out and then completely stop. And that's usually where people get stuck. So how, how can folks, if they want to see what you do, where can they go and see what you do? So right now, um, I'm working on pr having some activities coming together. So I have like a focus of fitness class. It's a series I'm going to start soon when spring actually decides to show up. We're going to actually start doing that. But for now, um, you can check me out um, on Facebook. I'm at Nicole Bashan. So it's N-I-C-O-L-E-V-A-S-H-O-N. I'm also on Instagram, at Nicole Bashan, um, and on Twitter, at Nicole Bashan. So that's where I pretty much promote ideas, topics, 
motivational mm. things and just kind of keep things going. And then back in 2008, I released a um, cardio box, or not a cardio box, but a fitness DVD called Cardio Core for Life. Oh, wow. And so I'm going to be re-releasing that as a digital download. What? Uh, so yeah. tech. So Haven, yeah. need, Haven need that. Haven, you, you heard. You need that. <laughs> but anyway, you, you, so, what you, you, so you get one and you get one. Well, I, I like it. I like it. We're going to go to the real deal. Holyfield team's in the building. we got Carlos and Travis in the house. And uh, pro fighters are in the house with African and we have a national singer It's going to sing to you guys as well. Hey. Hey. Stick around. Hey. Hey, That's Reach me on social media. Instagram is Instagram.com, C L I P underscore N underscore G O underscore H A I R B A N D S. On Facebook, you can also reach me under Clip, C L I P hyphenated N G O H A I R B A N D S. And you can also reach out to me and get a discount once you come through and let me know that you're calling from. Main Event Sports. Main Event Sports. You will get a 5% discount on your first purchase. I look forward to you reaching out to me, and you have a great day. Spring Black Friday is back at Lowe's with great savings to help with those outdoor projects popping up on your to-do list. For your garden, get one and a half cubic foot bags of Stay Green Garden Soil, five for $10. Plus, get delicious veggies and herbs with Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, five for $15. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through April 11th. While supplies last, see store for details, U.S. only. We're back with your number one sports show, main event. Your host, Kevin Harrington, Rashawn Marge in the building, and... Uh, of the thousands of what I call the rock. That's what I call man. That's my man, man. WrestleMania, man. I had a chance. I didn't get a chance to go this year, but I'm going next year. WrestleMania. We got the real deal teams in the house, and uh, we have uh, a national artist in the, in the building, Rashawn and Hayes. Welcome back into the Main Event Sports Show. <laughs> we, are, we have so many things. You know what? This is the time. What threw you off there, right? You know what? Because, you know, we and Haven are like Stockton and Malone, man. So, you know, sometimes the, the handoff goes without a hitch. And other times the handoff, you know, I'm, I, I'm like the tech guy. A lot of people don't know that Rashad Myers wears a lot of hats with the Main Event Sports Show. He's, he's the tech guy. He's the IT guru. He's the photographer and the videographer a lot of times. So, you know, we just have a lot of things going on. It's a lot of fun, man. Uh, make sure you guys go uh, to the check out our Facebook live feed as well as Made of Sports 101.com as well as Made of Sports on YouTube as well for our YouTube channel where we put up all these great things and if you see some of the things that go on behind the scenes because it is uh, classic and hilarious. 
But uh, Haven or uh, classic is not the word. Oh man! But speaking right. of classic, next to me, to my right, mm-hmm. we have a classic. The lovely songstress herself. Are we on Facebook Live? No, just recording. We're just recording. Let me scroll over there so you can see me better. There we go. There we go. There we go. I'm trying to try get in frame. See, for us technical terms, for all those uh, videographers out there getting in frame, rule of thirds, stand on one side of the screen, make it look better. That's what we do. That's what technical. It's impressive. It is impressive. Sometimes I impress myself. <laughs> Hey, you know, it is what it is. Afro Samurai does it. I mean, after been battle after this, we got, we're making moves. But anyway, we heard that you are most probably the most beautiful songstress here in the city. Is that true? Um, yeah, I'll say so. So there you go, confidence. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so why don't you tell us like, a, a little bit about yourself, like the type of music you like to sing, some of the inspirations? Um, well, my name is Chanson Calhoun. Uh, born and raised from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I started singing as a toddler. Uh, started playing piano when I was eight years old. Um, started songwriting at 10 years old. Mm. I've auditioned for a lot of uh, reality singing shows. Um, Apollo, BET's Wide Out Wednesday, uh, American Idol, The Voice, all that. Um, just trying to learn about what the industry wants right now. Um, I've been auditioning since I was 13. Um, finally uh, broke through. Um, I would say my first major uh, breakthrough was in 2015 when I uh, got selected for Hard Rock Rising Talent mm. International. Uh, me and my band got selected to go to Barcelona, Spain to compete against uh, four other bands um, from Japan. Uh, Brazil, or no, Argentina, and three other bands from uh, the United States. Um, and, oh, that's uh, real. That was that was an amazing experience. And then recently, last year, I was crowned uh, WHAS's first Kentuckian Idol. Um, so that allotted me a spot to go audition for American Idol. But wow. I didn't make it, unfortunately. So I'm still, once again, learning what the industry is looking for right now. So that's what's up. That's what's up. So, like, what, what type of projects are you working on right now? Right now, I'm definitely working on my album. Um, well, I would say EP more so, not like an official album. An EP is a shorter version. It's like about five to six songs. Um, so, yeah, I've been in the studio for the past year, just kind of working on it. Okay, okay. Now, are you also going to uh, work on a mixtape? Um, no, mixtapes, I, I did I did a couple of those when I was in college, um, but I'm more so focused on a solid body of work. Not saying a mixtape isn't a solid body of we work. We're going old school it's with just, it. Yeah, I'd rather, um, I don't know, just have an EP than a mixtape. So, as an up-and-coming artist now who, uh, who sings R&B, which is kind of like a lost, how can I put it, it's almost like a lost art. Mm-hmm. On on mainstream radio, now, everybody's kind of doing like over trap beats, yes. and nobody's really singing anymore. You know, it seems like we kind of let how can I put this? We kind of let white folks do R and B now, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm talking about you, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, it's true. That sounds dope. Yeah, anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I, I have a whole thing about like white folks singing the blues. You haven't been through nothing, you control everything, you know, you really can't sing the blues. 
the blues don't apply to you because there's nothing to be sad about. You're on top of the world. It's not a politics. No, no, no. I digress. I digress. So it sounds like that you were like really trying to reinvigorate like like black R&B. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like got, R&B got lost probably in like oh, 2010-ish a little yeah, bit. Once Abu Sugar that those job, it was all over. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like when the, the T-Pain era of like um, what's it called? Auto tune when that kind of started oh, happening. Oh like God. everybody felt like they could hop on a record and just you know do their thing. But um, I don't know. It's coming back a little bit. Um, you got artists like Daniel Caesar mm-hmm. um, who's, who's doing great things. Um, well, so like I don't know. You just gotta find your lane, stick to it, and those people who are supposed to gravitate towards you will gravitate towards you. So being an R&B artist is tough, but I mean, once again, whoever like if it's real, authentic music. And it's supposed to touch people, like it's gonna thrive. Period. So. It's what Jairo started saying. <laughs> it's, it's, it, when, when somebody told him he could sing, and like that was hot. That's when <laughs> R&B ended, man. Yeah. I, I, I promise. You. I don't know. I don't know. Auto tunes, though. That's that's you know that's that's real. I mean, come on, man. Come I on. Mean, I don't think the music. So, <laughs> so if if anybody wanted to check out uh, some some of the material, some of the things you've done so far. Um, where, where can they go see uh, all your material? Um, everything on social media is at Chance and Calhoun, my name. Um, I also have a website, chanceandcalhoun.com. So, so n- n- let me ask you, um, as far <laughs> as some of your influences uh, growing up, um, who are the folks that kind of help you develop your style? I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention that uh, when you asked me the first time. Um, I grew up listening to, of course, Michael Jackson, Earth, mm. Wind, and Fire. What? Uh, tweet. Uh-oh. Destiny's Child, like mm-hmm. all those kind of messages. Earth, Wind, Fire. Yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That must be your, that's must be your parents. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so those are my influences. Um, and I also like to kind of mix it up with the current stuff. So, yeah. So what was that experience like, uh, you know, w- w- winning the contest uh, here, uh, becoming, you said it was K- Kentucky Anna Star? Kentucky Anna Idol. Kentucky Anna um, Idol. Was, what was that like? It was interesting. Um, it was August 5th of last year. It was a Saturday, and I woke up early, got in line. I was probably numbered, I think 28 was my number. Wow. I had a, like, it was about 100 people. Wow. That's um, a good memory. They went down. <laughs> I know. That, I that day was probably the best day of my life. It was like, key. I don't know when it was, sometime last um, year. <laughs> right. Hot. No, it was it was a great day for me because um, I had been through so much last year. Wow. Um, it, it was a lot. So that was kind of like, I don't know. God kind of just saying, here you go, here's a little pick-me-up for the rough year you've had. Um, but, yeah, it was about 100 people um, auditioned in front of, um, I, I think, the owner of Maxwell Studios, um, Max Maxwell, I think it, that's his name, um, a professor <laughs> at Y-Pass yeah. um, and a couple of other industry people. Okay. Um, it was it was pretty cool. Um, I got up there, I sung Ain't No Mountain, mm. uh, Marvin Gaye, and... Mm. Um, Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sung that, and you, I don't know. Can you, can, just, can you do something? Can you do something? Just a little off. sample? Um, okay. <laughs> Love, so many things I've got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how. Cause there's a possibility to you look at me differently, love. At 
It's very nice, very nice. So, so, so absolutely, uh, you're going to have to make sure that you keep in touch with the Main Event Sports Show. We want to know everything you got going on. Uh, when you drop some, some some hits or something hot, we need that in studio so we can play that. Yes. As our intro and outro music, we need all of that. Yes. Yeah. All those breaks. I got you. Absolutely. I sent you a record. Yeah, I got you. Absolutely. Okay. That's what's up. All right. Well, Jordan, I appreciate you coming yeah, in. Thank you guys so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. It's Sports for Sean Hayden. We're going to talk to the real deal Holyfield teams in the building. Carlos and Travis, pro boxers in town for a major fights coming up. April the 27th, Young Center. Knock out Kings. That's right. Huh. Well, Saturday Night Love, Main Event Sports. Turn it off. Ryan! I don't know how else to say this, so I'll just say it. What is it, Linda? I think we should see other people. Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should stay together. An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. I just need a little me time! Ah! GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We're for the sore winners. Those who don't worry about aches and pains because to win, you have to stay on the court. Those who don't let sore muscles tell them how many games are too many games. Those who know winning today is worth feeling it the next day. So don't stop, sore winner, because we'll be here to relieve the pain and soreness today so you can win again tomorrow. Calling all the sore winners. We are for you. Ben Gay, for life. Back and uh, with the real deal, Holyfield team is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. A major, major fight is going to be taking place April 27th at the Yum Center, and I'm excited to be a part of this. We got Carlos and Trap in the house, man. Thank you guys for the time out of your busy schedule, man. 
Doing good, man. Doing nice good, man. They've been world travelers, man. They've been busy. Yeah. All up and down the East Coast. They got big money. They got big money now, hey. I know, right? Both of them signed big contracts with. Is that the list they just signed? Okay. Hey, but you know what? When I think back uh, to Real Deal Promotions and I've been a vet, there were two moments that night that stuck out to me. Uh, two major, major events, major knockouts. You two guys were a part of both of those. Trev, you came out early. Uh, you know, had had one of the lead up uh, fights because it was a, it was an amateur mm -hmm. fight, and you went out there and you put on a show and had one of the hardest knockouts. <laughs> Man's mad. So like, I came up and I woke up the next day and I had a black eye. <laughs> My man's mouthpiece literally shot up like 20 feet in the air and went like in the third row. You hit him so hard. Just kind of talk about that fight for you going out there in the Freedom Hall and, and what that was like, and then kind of some of the feedback you got after that, and how, of course, it led up to you signing with the Real Deal. Uh, you know, that fight for me was was one of those moments. Well, it was it was it was the moment. Where I, I said to myself, you know, this this I'm made for this. You know, it was one of those that was the step up fight for me. It was on a big stage, you know, uh, fighting a guy. He was coming down from he was a weight class heavier, you know, and uh, it was just it was it was one of those fights for me where I was just really I let go. My mind went somewhere else, and I just let my body take over. And, you know, knocked Oof. out second round, minute thirty seconds. You know, but since that mm. fight, man, I've grown so much as a fighter. You know, I've sparred with, with other pros. You know, I actually sparred with the guy that won the belt that night. Yeah. You know, I sparred with, with a lot of tough guys, you know, and they showed me a lot, you know, and I'm I, getting my body more used to the, the pro game and the pro side of things. So, you know, expect expect the same explosive power, man, but a little more skill and finesse with it, you know. You know, and that's what I was going to ask you, like, what's the biggest difference? Because I know you guys went – and fall all over on the amateur stage on Indianapolis, with the Indianapolis Golden, I mean, the Indiana Golden Gloves. You fought, you know, all over the country. Mm -hmm. So you guys fought like fighters from all over. So what's what's the biggest difference between the amateur game and then stepping up to the pro game? Really, it's it's the competition and the and the really the type of the, the type of fight it is. You know, when you're professional at the professional level these guys are doing this for a living you know they have families to feed and you know they have bills that add up and you know this fighting is really all they have so they're gonna fight you a little different you know and same the same shot that'll back an amateur up you know pro fighters are eating that and they're and they're getting their shots off you know and a lot of these guys are you know 27 28 you know older got grown men you know what i mean and they're it's just, it's, the power is different the the skill is different the, the pace is different you know, it's definitely it definitely takes some adapting and getting used to, but I think my style fits the the pro style more anyway. You know, it's always been since my first amateur fight. You know, I've always had more of a, a pro style. I like to think and <coughs> fight a little slower, so it's yeah, different. But you know, I'm getting used to it. And, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that amateur boxing and professional boxing. It's almost well, but everybody's got gloves on and they're throwing punches. The the sports almost are two completely different things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so so kind of talk about the difference between the two and why you feel that you would be better at the professional ranks than you are the amateur ranks, where you've been very accomplished as well. The amateur fights, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of 
top amateurs that are beating a lot of the professional fighters you see on TV. Right. But the amateur is just, it's a competition. You know, it's we're fighting for competitions, we're, we're winning tournaments. And in the amateurs, at a tournament, you fight back to back to back to back, you know, all week if you keep winning, you know, because right. it's a championship. So amateurs, it's more... Fast pace, you know, a lot of touching. Lot well, of it's it's almost off like points, right? Yeah, exactly, because every, everything is points. You know, you, you can hurt a guy, give him a standing eight, and it'll still count as just as much as a, as a light jab. You know That's what I mean? crazy. So, Trump, so, let me ask you this real quick. How has your lifestyle changed since you became a pro? Has it, has it been changed different? Uh, slightly, a little bit, a little bit. You know, before it was a, it was more leisure. You know, I was in the gym whenever, whenever I got – Whenever I got there, you know, it wasn't really routine about it. Um, but now I just have my, my priorities. You know, I have responsibilities now in the gym. So I have to be at the gym from a certain amount of time to a certain amount of time. I have to make sure I run, you know, a certain amount of miles. You know, I have to make sure that I'm prepared for a professional fight. You know, as a professional, I feel like that's my job. Now, I saw, I, I remember after you got the knockout um, that uh, Evander, I believe he spoke to you. Uh, a bit after that and kind of talk to you. What has been kind of some of the feedback that the champ has given you that's helped give you motivation to get to this point? Man, he, he let me know that, you know, I have I have everything it takes, you know, to, to be a champion. I have the, the all the tools, the talent, you know, the heart. And now it's just a, a matter of, like I said, getting your priorities straight, you know, not, not doing anything silly out here, you know, to get in any type of trouble or hurt my anything like that. And if I if I keep working hard and stay focused, then I will become a champion. And you know that just solidifies it for me. That makes that just makes me believe even even more. You know, and that's and that's I feel like I already know now. You know, he's just restating it. You know what I mean? Well, uh, Travis, I'm Terrence Chandler, and then turn here for main event main event sports. Uh, what motivated you to start boxing? Um, when I first started boxing, um, I've always been a fan. Mm -hmm. You know, but when I when I first started, I was uh, I that was when I stopped going to public school. Fifth grade was my last year in public school. I was always in sports. I did football. You know, my last few years, and uh, it was more of something to, to make sure I'm not just sitting around. You know, my parents didn't want me just sitting around, so they wanted me to do something active. And uh, I started a, a mixed martial arts gym actually, and I did jujitsu for about three four months, and uh, I saw their boxing class one day. I stayed a little late. And I saw their boxing class and the next day I tried it and stuck with it ever since. And for me, that's been about the whole time with the jujitsu and the boxing it was with my dad. You know, so that was something that we had always had and, you know, when I won and when I did good it made him happy. So, you know, that was something uh, uh, uh that was my reason for going to the gym, my motivation for a long time. Awesome, awesome. So let me ask you. So uh, of course we know uh, you're going to have your first fight upcoming. Uh, if you could just kind of talk about uh, what when that is and and what are you thinking about heading into your first pro fight? Man, uh, my debut is going to be on April 27th at the uh, Jose Suleiman World Invitational um, Tournament. It's a welterweight tournament. Eight of the top ten welterweights in the world, you know, from different countries, are going to be fighting for a chance at the WBC belt. But uh. That's again. That's April twenty seventh at the Yum Center, and for me, <laughs> now my mind is really like, it's here. So what are you gonna, you know, everything you've asked for is here now, so it's it's up to you what what you make of it, you know. So that's that's keeping me focused in the gym, you know. Uh, been sparring with with 
other pros, you know, just getting myself ready for whatever my opponent brings to me. Trevor, I'm going to ask you a question after. Let me take this uh, caller real quick. And uh, what was your comment, caller? Yes, I wanted to tell him thank you for letting Louisville, Kentucky be his first place for his championship fight. And I also wanted to know what advice would he have for a parent who wanted to get the children, uh, you know, the son, into boxing? What would be the best age to start them out? I appreciate you, man. I'm honored to. Thank you, caller. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to, to fight in Louisville. You know, it's a lot of history here, and, and I'm excited to be part of bringing it back. And uh, as far as getting your kids or getting anybody that wants to get involved in boxing, um, eight is the, the age that they can actually compete in amateur boxing. But, uh, you know, if they love it, it's never, it's never too late, you know, for anybody that feels like it's too late. And yeah, but and we're, our gym is on First in Breckenridge, 104 East Breckenridge, and uh, we have professional fighters, me and me and Carlos Dixon, and we have people that don't fight. You know, people that just do it to get in shape. So even if you do want to fight, if you don't want to fight, you know, just come check it out. Do it. Try to class, try to box in at least once. You know, if you like it, stick with it. And Let if you don't, this, Travis, and I might have the co ask a question, and Miss Seeker has a question as well too. When you first signed your contract, what was your first thing you brought? It was my first thing I, I bought. Honestly, the first thing I did was I left the Yum Center. That's where my sign was. I left the Yum Center, and I went straight to Denny's. I was starving, man. I'll tell you what I brought. I'm going to tell you right now. I'll tell you later. <laughs> hey, folks, I'm going to talk to you real quick. Yeah, Tra quick. Travis, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming in. You know, of yeah, course, uh, yeah. look, main event is, is down with everything that will never take you out top match to do what you're doing, what Carlos is doing. Uh, you're one of the best uh, young men uh, that, that I know in this city, man. So, so keep grinding and can't wait to see what you're doing. Thank you, man. I'm excited, man. Yeah, yeah come, no. come on and support me, man. I'll fight for y'all. for having to have main event a part of it. Man. Absolutely. Man, appreciate it. I'm going to get on you for that, man. Man. <laughs> Let's beat it real quick. Uh, you had an incident that happened, and um, it was a life threatened situation that happened. And, right. And then you prepared yourself for another round for another <laughs> fight coming up in April 27th in Yomsen. Yes, um, in November I got into a an, um, into a car accident. I was coming emerging onto the interstate and I was hit by a semi and um, put through the guard well and whatnot and I had a little couple bumps and bruises and um, some things I had to go back, you know, re re rehab up and um, God's grace got me back into the gym and doing what I love and wanted to feed my family and, um, you know, do what I love. So how's your conditioning coming along? It's it's um, coming around great, a lot faster than I expected, and a lot of other people expected. I guess just working hard and and being determined, something boxing taught me, um, helped me get through it and get back to what I love quick. Now let me ask you, like when something like that happens, uh, how does that put things in perspective? I, I know that you you had already gained a new level of focus just with right. you know. Going pro, seeing the way the city kind of wrapped their arms around you and came out for you to support you for your uh, inaugural event out there at Freedom Hall. Right. But then after that situation, having the everything kind of on the table, uh, how did that gain some type of different perspective, or how did that change the way you went about things after that happened? 
Um, I was a little more honestly. I, I feel like I was more more careless. Now I feel like I'm not really Superman. Like I know I work hard and stuff, and and like I'm in top shape at all times. So it's like it's just one of those things. Like you just feel like you can't get hurt and like nothing can happen. But at a split second, no matter what you what you think can happen, or whatever, how tough you think you are, anything can can minimize you, or it could be your last moment, your last breath, anything. So. I just take it one day at a time, and hopefully everything continues to go good. Absolutely. So, um, Carlos, I was curious, um, from a conditioning standpoint, right? Um, what is the most significant component for you all as a professional to focus on? Is it the cardio, the strength, the endurance? Like, what would you mental. say if it was one? Mental. Really? Yeah, it's, it's um, I'd say boxing is 90% mental, mm -hmm. and I would say about 10% physical because you can be in his, in his physical shape, magnificent, you know, doing anything, running the fastest miles you've ever seen. And, and then when you got that opponent in front of you, you got somebody there that, that, you know, he might be able to take a shot. It's just, what are you going to do after that? You might, you know, hit him with a good shot, he hurts you. Now what are you going to do? Are you going to crumble? Are you going to let him keep hurting you? Are you going to hurt him back? So you could, you could fall you know, mentally before you could fall physically. So then how do you prepare mentally? Like, what's your pregame for boxing? That's all, that's all in training camp. You train for it. You train for the worst the worst part of the, uh, exactly, the worst part of the ring. You, you literally train. You think of the worst-case scenario. You fight your way out of it. That's every single day. Uh, that's what's up. Uh, now, uh, I, I do want to ask you, um, you know, I, I know you're 2-0. Right. Um, everybody remembers 31 seconds. Uh, the, the amazing knockout that ended that the initial, uh, the inaugural World Bowl event. Um, and you went, you your second fight. It was in Georgia. Yes, it was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I. Um, What'd you know out of it from that one? Honestly, I thought I was just like, hey, I got smaller gloves on. Obviously, I can, I can knock somebody out. So I was, you know, I became. Um, immature in the game and I was trying to look for a big shot and ended up going all four rounds and um, honestly just didn't fight my fight but um, it is it is what it is and I'm I'm happy and I'm ready to take on it. So, so you learned something though. Right, I did, I did. You got the win? I did, I still, I got the win but you know I, I feel like I didn't win to myself so right. I want to prove myself even more. So, so you feel because um, you're also going to be on the f on the fight on the 27th, right? Correct? Right. So, April 27th. Uh, so, so coming into that event, you feel like you're much more prepared. Did you do you feel like you trained harder? Like, what did you change? Because you know, you just talked about the mental aspect. Right. Is it just something of keeping that edge to not take necessarily your your opponent for granted? Like, what's the biggest difference do you see now training for fight number three just versus fight number two? More so myself. I understand that you know just. Anything can happen, so I want to stay on my P's and Q's at all times. And um, I'm, I'm also coming up in um, in um, rounds. I just came up from fourth, from four rounds to six rounds. So this is gonna be my first six round professional fight. Um, I can't wait. Um, I have a question. Okay. Uh, quickly, um, from a I guess performance standpoint. Okay. Um, what is it that you tell yourself, either one of you, before you go out on that in that ring, um, before you see the crowd, before you see your opponent? What is what's the first thing that you tell yourself? Um, the first thing I automatically tell myself is, um, I've been through a lot of things in this game, and I've I've definitely got got 
it handed to me multiple times. Um, <laughs> but and I've also you know handed it out to other people. So the first thing I always tell them, you know, they haven't been through what you've been through. So right. now, who who's the better man, or, or in in uh, whatever case it is, who's who's worked harder, who wants it more? And if I I feel like I want it more at all times, so I'm gonna always try to try to prove it. So, I'm going to ask you this question, too, right. and uh, when you signed your contract, uh, was okay. it last year? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, you signed it. Right. What did you buy? I had a, <laughs> <laughs> I had an interview the next day, so I had to go buy another button-up, so I went to Express and got a button-up. So that's what you broke? Yeah. With, the, with that kind of money, that's what you broke? <laughs> man, I'm going to tell you <laughs> small break. We're going to come back, man, this morning with a quick break on talk about Hey, my name is Trinita Maddox, and I'm the owner of And This and That. I created a hairband, and it's called Clip and Go Hairband. You can reach me at 502 235 2413. And you can also reach me on social media. Instagram is Instagram.com, C-L-I-P underscore N underscore G-O underscore H-A-I-R-B-A-N-D-S. On Facebook, you can also reach me under CLIP, C-L-I-P hyphenated N-G-O-H-A-I-R-B-A-N-D-S. And you can also reach out to me and get a discount once you come through and let me know that you're calling from main event sports main event sports you will get a five percent discount on your first purchase i look forward to you reaching out to me and you have a great day Show Man Event. We're here with the real Tour Holyfield team, Carlos and Trav. And how they cannot be uh, remiss not talking about Dad, your big trainer, and uh, how it's been a, a major impact for both of you guys uh, with TKO Boxing. And uh, one shout out, shout out to your dad, Carlos. Right. Yeah, shout out James Dixon, you know, my father, you know, my head coach, manager, and everything. And he's else. tough. Uh, of course. God, he's tough. He don't <laughs> play. No, not at all. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you what, man, and I know a lot of people is upset with Vic right now, but you know what I'm saying? James Dixon is the embodiment of Vic yes, Patino yes, in yes, that boxing yes, gym. Yes, he pushes yes, his yes, fighters yes. so hard. These guys go rounds after rounds just watching them in the gym. Uh, like Trav was talking about earlier, man, if, if you just want to get out there, regardless of whether you want to get your kids involved, whether you just want to come out and get into better shape, um, <clears throat> there's no... Pressure coming in the gym to like you have to go in there and actually box, but just to get in there, be around these guys, see how they work. That motivates you to do things yourselves, and, and, and you guys can attest to the fact that but being in that gym and just being in that environment to me, uh, there's nothing like that. Oh uh, yeah, of course, man. We have, of course, we have those days where we we wake up and you know we're tired, so we don't feel like doing anything. You know, we just feel like laying around. You know, and a lot of days, some sometimes I do. I'm riding to the gym and I'm like. You know, man, I want to turn around. You know, I'm like, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't feel like doing this. But, <laughs> but, but once you walk through the door, you know, and you get that atmosphere, everybody else is working, then, you know, you, 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 you find the energy, you know, and, and you once you start working and moving and, and you, you start to feel e even better than before, 
You know, all of it, a lot of the times, like we said, it is mental. You know, you're, you're not tired. It's just that your mind, you, you feel like you're tired. So I, I, I know it's been, it's been a little while since I've been in there. But, Jay, every time I go in there, man, I'm sitting there watching fans. Next thing I know, I'm hitting the heavy bag. I don't know what's going on. You know, no, that's So uh, tell us about the fight. Like, where's it going to be at? Where you get tickets from? Stuff like that. Um, it's going to be at the KFC Yum Center. Um, you can get tickets on Ticketmaster, or you can get them from me personally, or uh, Travis. Um, you can either message me on Instagram at Carlos Dixon underscore official, or um, Facebook at Carlos Dixon, and um, send me a, a link. And um, uh, April twenty seventh is where it's gonna be. <laughs> is when it's gonna be at the KFC Yum Center, and um, you just send me the section you want, seat, price information, and. Um, and I'll get it for you. And, 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 and Trevor, I just want to please let you know. Please let all the modeling agencies out there. Please give them your information so they can quit hitting me up. Asking where, where can I find that bee's information uh, at, man. man? You can find me on Facebook at Travis Burgos, T-R-E-V-I-S-B-U-R-G-O-S. <laughs> and at Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Real Slim Bay. That's uh, B-E-Y. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Tell me, before we get in the color here, you know, I just have to say this, man. This is how far my man Carlos has come. He went, he went ahead and got himself an Instagram <laughs> official. It wasn't just like, uh, I'm just Carlos Dixon. No, it's Carlos Dixon. Official. Uh, but not, not the first one. It's official. That's how I'm trying to market myself. I'm official. You gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's real good. Um, just glad I was able to come out and be here with this uh, house full of people. Um, as I mentioned, you can reach me at Nicole Bashan. That's V as in Victoria, but not <laughs> V A S H O N. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and I'll be back here next week with you to talk about the other event we're doing with Dr. Dow. So I'm just glad to be here. Had a great time. Yay! Yay! Uh, thank you, Main Event Sports, for having me on here. Um, you can find me on my website, chansoncalhoun.com. That's chanson, C-H-A-N-S-O-N, calhoun.com. And I'm Terrence Chandler, as an intern here for Main Event Sports. <coughs> That's right. Say that again, what's your name again? Terrence Chandler. There you go, there you go. Appreciate having me, man. Let me tell you what I brought. Let me tell you what I did when I got when I got some money. Okay, what you? What get? I did, <laughs> I took my family to Disneyland. Oh wow! Well. There it is. Oh, okay. And I took I took my next door neighbor. You didn't take me. I didn't take you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't take you. But now anyway, but seriously, I appreciate everybody for coming out, hanging out, and uh, made this work. That's a big thing. coming up. I want to let you know about the uh, Gallup Gators going to be taking place Friday. It's going to be April 13th. Millionaires Row, Fourth Floor at Churchill Downs, featuring the Louisville uh, Crashers. And this is uh, actually uh, presented by Benefit of Down Syndrome. That's right, Down Syndrome and Louisville, big uh, shout out. The check's in the mail for us for mainly the sports show for Down Syndrome. There it so, is. Uh, we're going to support this event. I've been supporting it for the last four and a half years. And thank you guys for coming out this evening. Hey, hey, plus, Jay, big shout out to our man Donovan Mitchell, man. The, the dude is, is absolutely amazing. Well, but the Utah Jazz started out the season 19 and 28 on the season. Now, Utah has ascended to the fourth spot in the Western Conference. Uh, if they can hold on these last three games, we'll host in the first round of the playoffs. Spider Mitchell became only the fifth rookie to ever lead a team that won 40 plus games, including Will Chamberlain, uh, Big O, Oscar Robertson. 
uh, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. It's elite company. So that's like huge. So big shout out to Donald. And before you guys want to say that Larry Bird had the greatest quote of all time when Larry Bird said, don't you ever have a white guy guard me because that's disrespecting my game. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Bird, unquote. Oh, that's real. That's still real. Hey, hey. From Haven, Rashawn, without any, without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. Peace.